Let us worship God. reading from the letter to the Romans, the 15th chapter, beginning with the fourth verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for these ancient words and for the lives of those who have carried them down throughout the ages. We ask that you would open our hearts and minds this morning, that your fresh word might fall upon us this day. Amen. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, so that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another, in accordance with Christ Jesus so that together you may with one voice glorify the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. 
We continue with our reading from Romans 15. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the circumcised on behalf of the truth of God, in order that he might confirm the promises given to the patriarchs, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for God's mercy. As it is written, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. Therefore, I will confess you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. And again, he says, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples praise him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse shall come, the one who rises to rule the Gentiles. In him the Gentiles shall hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May God add a blessing to this reading. Let us pray. God of hope, we come to you this day seeking your word for us in our lives. Still any voice but your own, let us be open to hearing your word for us this day. Amen. When I was invited to preach and heard that the theme for Advent was building bridges among the unknown realms, I was excited because, of course, being from living in the Bay Area, we know something about bridges. We've got quite a few of them, right? And some that are definitely well-known around the world, especially our Golden Gate Bridge, that is iconic the world over. We see that these bridges are things that help us in our daily lives. Um, we are able to get to places that we might otherwise not get if we didn't have those bridges. They are functional, for sure, and some of them are even beautiful. Not all, but some are. Bridges, though, bridges are expensive. The, the immediate outlay when we're building one is immense, both in time and in money and in labor. And often, as you may know from the history of our Golden Gate Bridge, in the loss of life as well. But they bring hope because they make a way where it seems like there is no way. They cut down travel time and they make places more accessible. But because we have so many bridges around us, we may forget about them, really. We may kind of uh, have them be just a regular part of our lives. They're more pedestrian. They aren't so glorious. Although every time I drive across the Golden Gate Bridge, I cannot help myself but be in awe. And I really, I drive across the Bay Bridge more and the new span of that is also very awe-inspiring, especially in the evenings when the lights are on. It's beautiful. Boy, was that expensive, but it is beautiful. Yep, it took way longer than it was supposed to and much more money, but here we are. We go across them. We are paying attention, hopefully, to driving if we're the ones driving, so we don't really pay attention to them very much. Perhaps we're anxious to get to where we're going, so we're not really paying attention to the bridge itself. 
So these things kind of fade into the background. This, this bridge is kind of just a way to get somewhere. Until, until there's a disruption of some sort, there's an accident that shuts it down, and we're stuck in the, build, in, the, in the queue to it, or we're on it and we're waiting. Perhaps like when there was the damage from the 89 earthquake, we have to find another way to go until there's a way to be safe again. Then we remember, oh right, this bridge is special, right? It does something special. It's important. We have to make sure that we keep them up and keep maintaining them. We see from the Golden Gate Bridge that maintenance is a really important piece too. It is constantly being painted. Once they get to one end, they start all over again from the other end. It is a constant process. You can't just let a bridge be. You can't say, done, we're good. Because as soon as we do, little problems start to come up and pretty soon they're big. So as we think about this Advent season as a bridge, we keep all of those things in mind as we consider it. We are coming to this season where we are being invited to bridge our thinking from our common time to our special time of, of Jesus' birth and Jesus' return. This season is a bridge between what is green and common in our lectionary seasons and colors to the blue and purple of, of the holy time of Christ. It's reminding us of the past, of God's love incarnate. It's reminding us of the presence of God now in the present time. It's reminding us of the Spirit moving us among us. It's connecting us to the promises of God's return. So these bridges are both literal in our lives and metaphorical, getting us to remember that we are bridging across time and realms. Christ is our ultimate bridge, connecting us to God's realm connecting us to God's love, reminding us that what is here and now is not all that there is, that there is more, that there is so much more that God wants for God's creation. But why do we need bridges in our human lives? Why do we have to be mindful of, of bridging divides? Well, humans, we're very prone to being in factions. We are very much getting into groups that are like and that where we feel comfortable and kind of keeping others out. We have so many stories in our Bibles that show us that that's not just our problem here and now. That is a human problem throughout all of history. We can see it very clearly in our present day, but our stories in our Bible remind us that this is just a way that we are. Our human will seeks out people that are like us, and we kind of get into these groups. And for some reason, when we get into these groups, we push others away, maybe even come to violence against others. And so we need to build bridges. 
We need to see that the other, that person that isn't in our group, isn't something to be pushed out and rejected. Our story from Romans today is following on the heels of Paul talking to this group of, of believers who are having this problem of factionalism. In the new church, there are those who came through the Jewish tradition and are very much continuing to keep the Jewish uh, rules and laws around circumcision. But this new faith that Jesus has allowed people to have is saying it's not just for Jews. It's for all. It's for Gentiles as well. And the Gentiles aren't really keen on starting that whole circumcision thing. And so they're like, yeah, I don't think we need to have that in order to be God's beloved. And Paul is saying, right, circumcision isn't necessary to be a beloved member of God's community. And so we have these people who are holding on to the idea of circumcision and those who are not trying to figure out how to be in the same community. From that comes all kinds of differences. One group has all kinds of traditions that they have held on to, and another has their own. And how are they to come together? It's causing a lot of friction in their communities. And some of it is really making people feel rejected and cast out and left out of the Christian community that's being built. So Paul comes to them and says, please stop. That is not what God wants. God does not want you to make someone feel like they are not welcome in God's community. God wants to welcome all, and God wants you to be the avenue through which people feel like they are welcomed. So Paul comes to say, look at this hope that comes from Christ, who is a bridge builder. Look at this example that Jesus gives us that says all are welcomed. All are able to be in God's community, even when not everyone has the same traditions. As we say here, we say our, we come here with unity, not uniformity, right? All are welcomed here. We don't say that you all have to act exactly the same way. We all gather at Christ's table, but not all of us take it in the same way. But here we are, welcomed into this community by God, by Christ through this table, by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not me who gets to say who gets to come here. It's not Jenna who gets to get, say who comes here. It is God's table. And so God welcomes all. Jesus is that ultimate bridge builder who says, God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God wants all to feel God's love. God wants all to be a part of God's community. And in this, when we can see that all are welcomed, we then are invited to join together in praising God. And that is what God really wants. 
God wants us to join together as one voice to praise God. Now, that one voice may come with many different accents. It may come with many different words from different languages. But it is one voice saying, God is great. God is awesome. God is the one who makes all and loves all. And we are encouraged to be of one mind together, giving praise to God. When we do that, when we sing together God's praises, when we come together and acknowledge that it is God who is loving and has brought us together, that bridges over those differences. Bridges don't melt, right? Bridges keep this here and this here, but make it possible for us to figure out how to be connected, right? So we don't have to say, you have to stop doing what you're doing, and you have to stop what you're doing for us to be able to be in the same community. That's the beauty of a bridge. It brings together things that look like they could never be connected. It gives a way where it seems like there is no way. This is obviously not possible on human will alone. This is where we lean into the hope that God gives us, that God, through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, help us to make those bridges. Help us to lean into seeing that just because I do it one way doesn't mean you have to do it the same way. Building bridges, like I said at the beginning, is expensive. It takes time, it takes effort, sometimes it takes money to build these bridges, to see that community is bigger than what we might immediately be drawn to. It takes effort and repeated maintenance. Once we make the bridge, we have to continue to work to make sure that it stays viable and stays usable. We are invited in this season of Advent to look to the example of Christ who builds bridges between us and God and between us and others. Looking for examples in our daily life of where those bridges already exist and making sure to maintain them and to contribute to making sure that they are strong but also noticing where is there a need for a bridge? Where has there been a rupture that now needs to have a bridge to help bring pieces back together? Where has there never been a bridge that really there should be some kind of connection? God is inviting us to see that there is no need for this and this to be so separate, for us to bring them together. Bridge building does not happen on one's own. It is a communal effort. So in this Advent season, we are being invited to see who is God bringing alongside us in this effort to build these bridges. In our own lives, in our communal life, in the life of our city and our region and our country and our world, 
there are so many places that are in need of bridges. How is God building a bridge and inviting us to join in in this season of Advent? This is hopeful work. This is work that shares God's love even more widely. How do we lean into that hope, claiming it for ourselves, claiming it for our community, claiming it for our world? May our eyes be open, our ears be listening, and our hearts be full with God's love so that we see these opportunities this season and beyond. Amen.
as we continue now with the prayer chants, you are invited in the silence of your hearts to offer your prayers of intercession and supplication, those prayers for the world, for those you love, and for yourself to be given to God. Spirit that we may be your people. 
Let us pray. Holy One, you have fed us in story, in song, in community, and in bread. And for that, we give you our thanks and our praise. Amen. Bridge builders, go forth, strong and upheld, as you reach out and care for one another. And as we go, may this blessing from Paul ring in your ears throughout the week. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm -hmm.